0: Welcome to Spoken Gibberish. I am Scoot, and this is Telephobia. Jubal Kershaw tamped the tobacco he had just poured in his pipe. It was a rare moment of peace and quiet. The clouds were low over the rolling mountains of his remote homestead. No sounds to speak of except a solitary crow. Mornin', Jawbone, he said to the crow. the crow replied. Mrs. Kershaw was cooking on the wood stove, and the smell of smoke mingled with his pipe tobacco, and Jubal couldn't help but release a contented sigh. He let his mind wander as he took relaxed puffs on his pipe. His mind drifted to the odd incident a few weeks ago and some odd passers-by. Their car lurched up to the gate. The gate, mind you, clearly marked no trespassing. And they stumbled out vomiting all three of them it was a strange sight jubal walked up casually to the strangers not every day people come up to your gate and vomit on it and he said howdy y'all doing all right can't help but notice you're having a little distress he couldn't suppress a bemused chuckle dude one of the people a young man responded while wiping vomit from his mouth dude oh my god it nearly killed us getting up here with our he gagged on something our GPS. Jubal laughed. Is that what GPS does to you? I think yours might be broken, son. No cap, bruh. You seriously don't know? Another young man said. Jubal adjusted his hat and said, my cap fits just fine, thank you. What am I supposed to know? Bro, okay, okay, dude, listen, like, Four days ago or whatever, everyone's phones started going like bonkers, man. So Smile Network pushed this update to their apps on like every device ever, bro. So we're talking cell phones, tablets, cars, watches, toothbrushes, microwaves, refrigerators. Son, you better slow down and use some words that's recognizably English. Bro, just listen to me. Everyone's phones started pushing like hella wavelengths. Every frequency. His friends nodded solemnly. Jubal was getting impatient. Only wavelength I know of is how far it's appropriate to wave at someone walking towards you. Dude, this is serious. Everyone's phones and devices went crazy and, like, no one knows what happened. Everyone started getting sick every time they reached for their phones. One of the friends chimed in. I read it was Smile Network AI waking up. Now there's a singularity and killer robots going around and scanning people and cross-checking their social media and checking if they're enemies. Enemies of what, son? Of, like, the technology, man, the singularity. Uh Uh-huh. So this singularity. There's more than one? Yeah, man. And they're killer robots, you think? Yeah, bro, yeah. And you used your phones, the killer robot phones, to get here to my gate? Uh, yeah, yep, that's right. And your plan was what, exactly? Can we, like, hide here with you? No. No, absolutely not. Not after spinning me a yarn like that. No, y'all best be moving on now. What? Why not? Should have told me that story after you asked to hide here. Now I think either y'all are crazy or y'all are lying or y'all are telling the truth and the world is crazy. In none of those cases do y'all sound like Pleasant Company. So bye-bye now. Thanks for coming. Jubal smiled contentedly. That was so odd. Ain't never seen nobody acting so strange. His fond memories of strangers' past were interrupted by the sound of an engine. Helicopter? He stood and took a step or two off his front porch. It was some kind of flying robot, four propellers arranged in a square, some big camera-looking thing hanging off the middle, plus some kind of appendages hanging below the camera. On the side was emblazoned Smynet with a smiley face. The flying machine slowed down overhead and lowered until the camera was just above eye level. Colored lights flashed and a mechanical voice announced, Scanning life form. Jubal took a surprise step back, but the flying machine hovered closer. No network matches found, the flying machine declared. Categorizing woodland creature, threat level zero, do not engage. The drone accelerated swiftly up to altitude and met with five more drones flying in formation. Jubal was left scratching his head. Wait till Mama hears about this. Jubal and Mama were rocking on their porch together. Jubal had his pipe, Mrs. Kershaw had a hot mug of tea, and they were enjoying the cool breeze. (laughs) Jawbone declared. Us too, Jawbone, Jubal replied. What's that over yonder mountain? Mrs. Kershaw asked. Jubal stood up and squinted as if that would give him a better view. Hard to say, Mama. Ain't never seen nothing like it. It was a giant robotic tripod, walking slowly and determinedly over the mountain. On its side was the trademark smiley face and Sminet branding. Guess those kids have some new toys to play with. The end. Thank you for listening to this recording of Telephobia. Um, This is part of uh, Spoken Gibberish, the new podcast feature. And I figure, since you have listened all the way to this point, that I would give you a bit of a a peek behind the curtain as to... um, where this story came from and give you some background. So, this story was written as part of a fictionista's uh, let's write together challenge. The prompt was was this. You wake up one morning and every time you reach for your phone you get extremely nauseous, sometimes vomiting. You turn on the TV and it's happening all over the world. Why? Is it fixable? Will the world ever be the same? So naturally I took that a completely different direction. I took the point of view of someone who is not experiencing um, experiencing the prompt, but is experiencing other people experiencing the prompt. Um, I I like to do that. When you give me a prompt, if you give me an idea, I like to find ways to ways around it, ways to take it in a unique direction. Um, so that was just kind of my immediate thought was like, how can I how can I surprise people um, with my story and my take on this prompt. Um, some of these ideas were, were you know, obvious nods to other pieces of fiction, like Smynet is an obvious reference to Skynet from the Terminator franchise. Um, so I, I, I don't know, I enjoyed that. In my head, the smiley face kind of looks like the Watchmen smiley face with the blood on it. Um, but I, you know, that's, that's kind of a direct ripoff. So I didn't put that um, imagery, I didn't kind of emphasize that reference, but in my head, that's kind of what was there. Um, the, the Jubal Kershaw character, um, I just, I, I'm familiar with the kind of the prepper ideas. Um, my dad is, well, he's kind of a prepper himself, but, um, so I can imagine this impulse to have like a homestead, uh, that's off the grid, um, where you wouldn't have to worry about this, um, this, this kind of scenario going down. Um, and I can also imagine, you know, in such a scenario, turning people away because, uh, um, they might like, they, they bring complexity. They bring whatever apocalypse is happening with them, uh, at least in this situation, the setting I imagined was, um, kind of the Appalachian mountains, um, you know, the rolling low mountains of the Appalachians, the blue Ridge, my, um, my grandparents lived in, uh, uh the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. And so we spent a lot of time there. Um, you know, when I was a kid, uh, like every Thanksgiving, the whole extended family would gather there. Um, so it was always an opportunity to kind of, you know, hang out with family, which was really nice. But the scenery is just beautiful. It's it's one of my favorite places on earth. Um, so that was kind of what I was thinking of. You know, you have, it's, it's off grid, but it's in this paradise kind of, or at least to me, it's a paradise. And then you have these you know, dude bro kids showing up and, and, you know, vomiting everywhere and wanting to, uh, wanting to stay with you. Like I can imagine how that would be kind of a jarring experience. And I kind of sympathize with Jubal's decision not to let them in, um, you know, despite everything and who knows what happened to the kids. Um, and later we get the, the, you know, the giant tripods, the drones, the, the robotic apocalypse and, uh, poor Jubal seems totally unaffected by it because, He's off grid what he's got everything he needs he's got his pipe he's got his wife they've got fire they've got food they'll'll they'll, they'll be just fine and uh, the robot's categorizing them as woodland creatures that's something that I, it didn't occur to me that that was a joke, but it was just like what how would a robot categorize someone who's not on social media like i've been off social media since uh, 2014 so um like I I, I joked early on that, uh, the Facebook AI would forget my face and it wouldn't know who I am probably does still know who I am. There's probably, you know, I don't, I don't know what my impact is on Facebook anymore, but, um, it just, you, you deprive, you deprive it of, you know, voluntarily giving your own data and then, you know, maybe it gets your data through third parties. Um, but anyway, like how would, how would a robot categorize you, um, in that situation? So it just, it's, hey, you're in the forest, you're not on social media, so everyone's on social media, so you must be some kind of woodland creature. Like, that's a, that's a, uh, feels like robot logic to me. So that's it. That's just a a little bit of background into this story, telephobia, and um, thank you very much for listening. Um, I'm going to use this podcast with a similar model to what I'm doing on the Peasant Times Dispatch where after three of these podcasts get posted, I'll put them behind a paywall or I'll paywall them at the same time as kind of the original story gets paywalled. Uh, I'm still thinking about that. So just keep an eye out. These will eventually uh, become paid. So if you enjoy these, if you wanna see all of them, please consider a paid subscription. And um, if uh, uh, if for whatever reason you uh, cannot get a paid subscription right now, uh, please show your support by leaving a comment, leaving a like, sharing this with a friend. Thank you for so much for listening. This has been Spoken Gibberish with Scoot.